Thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And the title of our message today is called The Fall, The First Sin and Judgment. It's found in Genesis chapter 3 and we'll be reading with verses 1 through 13. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? We see a question there, and we'll come back to that in a moment. The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You must not eat the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch or you will die, or you will surely die. You will surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband Adam, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made clothing or coverings for themselves. Then the man, Adam, and his wife, Eve, heard a sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. But they decided to hide from God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to them. He called out to man, Where are you? Adam answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I have commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat the dust all the days of your life. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Tuesday. We thank you that you give us another day. We thank you for the word that is found in Genesis chapter 3. Lord, we pray for words and wisdom as we bring forth this message that you have for us today. We ask, Lord, that you will bless us and you will keep us safe always. So let's take a look at that. The title of the message I put, The Fall, The First Sin and Judgment. You know, someone said, well, it's not fair because Adam and Eve were the ones that sinned. But they were the first of all creation. They were the first humans. Adam was the first man. Eve was the first woman. And then so on and so on. So because of their sin, all of humanity inherited sin. It was passed on. That's why we have to get in right relationship with God. 
people don't understand that and it's very complex sometimes when we try to make something out of out of it to the point that we try to justify it so i know it sounds kind of confusing but let's take a look at the word today you know god is good he's all powerful you know the bible doesn't always answer the question directly but it shows how sin and its consequences entered the world. We saw in chapter 2, Adam and Eve had peace in the garden with God. They had the natural world, they were over, they were stewardship over all of that. They had freedom to fulfill anything that they wanted to do eat the fruit of the garden, but there was an exception. This, this is the exception. The tree of knowledge of good and evil would be a test of obedience of God the Creator. As I told you before, it was the, the stories are who and what, or who and why. You know, the characters. Here we see, we start off Genesis chapter 3 with the devil the serpent. It says he's more crafty than any other wild animal. But he posed a question. So we see that he spoke because he said you, he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? He posed the question. He took the word of God and he turned it around. We see that Adam, as I told you yes, um, yesterday, I think it was, he says in verse 16 of chapter 2, And the Lord God commanded the man, he says, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. God already set boundaries. Many, many times we see in Scripture, God set boundaries. He set rules. He set regulations. Do not do this. Do not touch that. Stay away from this. He talks about it. He says, for you will surely die. It reminds us of the Scripture today, that words can be turned around to make it sound good. But he gave a specific instruction to Adam in chapter 2, but he gave the same instruction to Eve. Because she knew. She knew what God had said because he said in chapter two, uh, verse 2 of chapter 3, he said, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. So she already knew. You know, some people say, who do you blame, Adam? Do you blame Eve? Did Eve deceive Adam? But Adam took it willingly. Adam knew the consequences. Eve knew the consequences. In verse 4, it says, you will, the devil, the lie that came from the devil, he says, you will not surely die. It was a lie. It was the first lie. 
It was a lie directly from the devil. It was a lie that said you won't die because they didn't know what death was. They were going to live forever. They were in the garden. They were immortal. We don't realize that. Sometimes when we read the scripture, we say, oh, but they were immortal. They would have lived for eternity. God created them to live for eternity. He created you and I. At the, I shouldn't say you and I, but he created Adam and Eve to live for eternity. There would not be any death. But sin, the fall, the first sin and judgment, there was a judgment. They were going to know death. They were going to know there were consequences. What we see, the woman saw the fruit and she was captivated by its beauty. She said she saw the fruit was good. It was pleasing to the eye. It was desirable because the devil had already planted the thought. She could gain knowledge. You know, sometimes people think they do this or they do that, that they're going to gain knowledge. But there were specific instructions here. The knowledge they were going to gain was not good knowledge. It was knowledge that was going to change and cause a separation between them and God. It was going to open their eyes. That is, that is true. Because we see this. We see uh, she took some of the fruit. She took it willingly. She had a choice. She had free will. We're not robots. God did not just create them just to be there uh, at his beck and will. They could do things. They were allowed. They had freedom. What more did they need? But the devil put the thought in their mind saying they would gain wisdom. So she's like, huh, what is wisdom? I don't know what that is, but, you know, if I just eat the fruit, maybe I'll gain wisdom. So we see what the writer says. She took some food and she ate it. And then she gave it to her husband, Adam, who was with her. And Adam ate willingly also. We would say that Adam looked at the fruit, saying the fruit was good, it was desirable. And you know, he probably wondered, what is this wisdom? What wisdom will we gain? But God gave them everything they needed in the garden. God also gave them free will. But we see that their eyes were open. It was in an instant. They realized they were naked. They saw themselves in a different light, not the way that God intended it from the beginning. We see that they open, their eyes were open. They realized they were naked. So the first thing they did was uh, make some fig leaves, sewed them together, and made a covering for themselves. Then the man and the wife, they heard a sound. That sound was the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. But what did they do? They hid from him. You know, I think of people today when they sin, they hide from God. You know, it's relevant to us today. We don't have to eat the fruit like they did, but you buy the lie and there's a consequences. You realize that something is wrong. You realize that there's a, there's a uh, fractured fellowship with God. You know, some people don't realize that. 
God gave us a conscience. God gave them a conscience because we see that in Scripture. They realized they were naked, what they needed to cover up. But the, they hid from God. But the Lord God called out. God knew where they were. But God called out specifically. He says, But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, And I heard you in the he said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and so I hid. Adam knew fear now. There was no fear before that. You know, we think about that. We say, you know, we miss these little cues, and somebody will say, well, well, he was afraid. Sure, because he already knew there was judgment coming. You know, these words were going to be coming out, sin, nakedness, uh, the fall, judgment. You know, we see later in, in the Genesis where they were cast out of the garden. And we won't get into that at the moment, but we'll pick back up. But their eyes were opened. They realized and they hid. But God called them out. And he said to them, he said, who told you that you were naked? He asked a question, and then right away God asked another question. He says, have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And right away the finger pointing started. The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit and I ate it. Adam pointed the finger at the woman, but Adam willingly ate the fruit. There's a lot of debate over that. You hear people say, oh, well, you know, it was the woman's fault or it was the man's fault or it was both of their faults. It tells you clearly in the scripture. He took it willingly. He had free will. He could have said no. Eve could have said no. But it said, then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? He asks another question, and then the woman responds, Eve responds, and she says, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So they were knowing deception. It's another word that comes out in Genesis chapter 3. We see that. She knew that there was a, the words were twisted now. She was able to understand that the devil or the serpent had an agenda, a motive. So he deceived her, but she had a choice. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed you above all the livestock and all the wild animals, you will crawl on your belly and you must eat the dust all the days of your life. And I think about that, you know, someone said, you wonder if the snake or the serpent that's mentioned, the word they use here, if they walked upright. But we see that the, the serpent talked to the woman. Now it doesn't say, you know, what the language was they spoke, but in English we see it said, you know, we see that the serpent said to the woman, so he spoke. We don't know exactly what he looked like. We say serpent, we think of serpent can be, 
you know, uh, sea serpent, you know, these uh, mystical creatures we see in paintings from the, you know, 14, 1500s or sailors, 1600s, 1700s, you know, crossing the sea. Or we think of these giant snakes like anacondas because they crawl on the ground. You know, we associate a snake with the devil or with the serpent. But I take literally the scripture telling us the serpent spoke and he held a conversation with her. We see some of this conversation when he talked about, you know, that she could eat from the tree. She would gain knowledge. She would gain wisdom. She would know good and evil. You look at the world today, people know good and evil. They know what is right. They know what is wrong. They have a choice. They have free will. So as we think about it today, we think, how do we apply this story to us today? It was a test for them. They had lessons to learn. And we too can learn from their experience. You know, sometimes the devil will come into our, our thoughts and mind, and sometimes he will lead us astray. But we have a choice to say, flee from me, Satan. We have a choice to say no. We have a choice to say yes. But there are consequences. You know, everything belongs to God. And now Adam and Eve could have went to God. They could have just called out to him. And he would have been right. It was right there. He was watching. But he did not intervene. He gave them a choice. And they made that choice. Today he gives each and every one of us a choice. I want you to remember that no sin is any different, any worse than the first sin in the Garden of Eden. We can ask Jesus for forgiveness and he will forgive us. It's what it's all about. That's why we do these podcasts to give people the opportunity. Maybe they can't read the word. Maybe they like listening to the word. You know, scripture is simple. The story is simple here in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. The fall happened. It was real. It was the first sin of many sins to come down the road. And there was a judgment. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message. Lord, we thank you that you remind us that the devil is crafty. He is one that will take the words and twist them just a little bit to make it okay. Say, but, you know, did God say, or did God really say, or is it wrong? You know, it can't be that bad, all of these things. But we thank God that you forgave us. We thank God that you gave us a hope. As Christians, we can lean upon you and we can we can talk to you and we can confess to you and we can walk with you 
Lord, what it must have been like for Adam and Eve and, uh, to be there with you in the garden. Lord, we look forward to the day that we will meet you face to face. But Lord, we thank you for John 3.16, in the New Testament. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And verse 17, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved, or the Jew and I might be saved. He gave us a choice. We can confess, we can believe and walk in a newness of life, or we can continue in the road of walking in sin and darkness. You know, sometimes somebody says, oh, I'm not that bad. But the word tells us that one sin is no different than the other. So Lord, we pray for those who don't know you, that they will confess they will believe and walk in the newness of life. It's that simple. We have technical words, theological words. We've made it so complex that people, when we preach from the pulpit sometimes, some pastors do, it's so deep that you almost need to bring a commentary with you. But it's simple. It's simple. The devil twisted the words and Adam and Eve both bought the lie. It was the fall of humankind. It was the first sin and first judgment. But in the New Testament, when Jesus went to the cross for you and I, he gave us the hope of salvation. He gave us the hope of redemption. He gave us the hope of eternity. That's what it's all about. Today, where will you spend eternity? Do you know? If you're living a life of sin and shame, give it to God. And he can wash it as white as snow, no matter how dirty it is. Our lives can be. He can make it white as snow. He can redeem you. No one is beyond the scope of salvation. It's a choice that we make. But it's not done when we make a choice. Once we surrender all, we need to walk in the newness of life. God has a plan for each and every one. God had a plan for Adam and Eve. God could have just left them in the garden or just cast them out and say, that's it. It's done. It's over. It's a mistake. But God had a plan. And God has a plan for you and I today. All we have to do is look around at the world and we see the results of the first fall. We see people living lives that aren't pleasing and holy to God. There is going to be a judgment one day. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But once we cross over, it's too late. There's no changing the course. Today can be that day. Today should be that day. That you can walk in a newness of life. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. 
And Jesus is quick to forgive and cast your sins into the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. It doesn't give us a license to continue on sinning. We need to walk in the newness of life. We need to read the word. We need to heed the word. We need to trust God's leading. God will never lead you astray. God will never leave you alone. God will never leave you without guiding and directing you. God does not leave us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's what it's all about, folks. It's so simple. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that are being persecuted for their faith, that are standing the test of time. They are standing the test of persecution. Lord, we lift them up today. We think of missionaries in many countries. Lord, they're in harm's way. But they're there preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, and lives are being redeemed. They're being redeemed from the fall. They're being redeemed from sin. They're being redeemed from judgment and, and eternal damnation. Lord, we just pray for health and safety for them. We pray, Lord, for this world that we live in, that a great revival will happen and people will come back to you. People will realize that you are the only way. You are the hope. You are the truth and the life, the giver of life everlasting. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And we look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement in our series called The Creation to Christ. God bless. Have a great day.